0: Locked Talk Radio. All night.
1: Another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Block Talk Radio. It's been a while since I said that. I'd say it's been about two weeks. It's been about two weeks since we actually since I actually did that opening. Uh last time we talked it was the NBA finals, but we don't wanna talk about that. That's so far gone and that's just gonna make a lot of people mad. So we're not even gonna get in get involved in that talking about the NBA Finals. We got a great show for everybody tonight as we're gonna be talking about the NBA draft. Yes, folks. Unlike last year when I think the draft was like the last week of June, it's kind of got pushed up. It's actually tomorrow. So, we're going to be talking about the NBA draft and we're going to be talking about a couple of trades that happened today. Do they have any impact on what the Sixers are going to do in tomorrow night's draft? Just a lot of stuff happening when it comes to tomorrow night's NBA draft. Pretty much pick three through nine are off sale. I'll just say that. Uh, but, like I said, we got a great show. If you missed this podcast or if you missed any of our podcasts, previous shows or whatever, you can check them out on blogtalkradio.com backslash Live, or you can check it out on the TuneIn Radio app. All you got to do if you got a smartphone, I mean, iPhone, <laughs> iPhone, Android, Windows phone, whatever you got, download the TuneIn Radio app, search the TSL podcast, give us a follow, give us a listen over there. We really appreciate all the listeners that tune in from these various uh, locations and also even if we're on iTunes as well, go to the podcast section, uh, search the TSL podcast, Total Sports Off, whatever. Search that on on, on on iTunes in the podcast section. You can subscribe to us there as well. Download, whoever, do whatever you want to do with the podcast, and you can check that all out right there. With all that out of the way, let's get, let's get it on talking about the NBA draft. And before we do that, i got to bring on my esteemed colleagues that will be joining me on tonight's show. Let's get underway. You already know always joining me as my co-host the one and only Angelo Montoni also joining us as always as the Do Royster, our esteemed columnist joining us. Also, we have Alex McKeon. The last time we heard of, the last time we heard from Alex on the podcast was back during the March Madness. I think it was St. Joe's Oregon going on at the same time. And also yep, joining yep. us also joining us on the podcast is none other than Curtis. Jenkins, who makes his appearance. He had to. It was only right since his draft season. But before we talk about everything, how is everybody uh, doing tonight as we're literally hours away from a lot of our teams making some really drastic changes? I'll say that.
2: Well, I, have, for one, am glad that we waited a few days after the NBA finals so that I don't have to explain my opinion on LeBron for like the thousandth time. So I'm ready to talk about Sixers and nothing else. Woohoo! <laughs> But I'm doing well. How are you guys doing tonight?
3: Doing great. All right. I'm doing awesome. All right.
0: Let's do this.
1: (laughs) Yes, let's do this. (laughs) Let's start it off, and before we talk about the draft and everything that had to talk, everything are surrounding them, surrounding it. Let's first talk about these two trades that went down. Literally in the span of an hour, during the two o'clock and three o'clock hour, people's phones were going off. Twitter was going ballistic. watch bombs have bl- were blowing up all over uh, Twitter as uh, there were two trades that happened on uh, earlier today. The first trade had Atlanta sending Jeff had Atlanta sending Jeff T to the
3: Pacers.
1: The Pacers in exchange sending. George Hill to the Jazz, and the Jazz sent giving the Hawks the 12th overall pick in the second trade that happened, which was kind of speculated this past weekend, especially on Friday, about these two teams discussing the trade, but nobody didn't think there was any lace so but it came true and it happened. Uh, The Bulls sent Derrick Rose, Justin Holiday, a 2017 second round pick to the New York Knicks for Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, Jerry and, and Jerry and Grant. Uh, I'm going to start off with Angela since I'm just going in the order of the call log. Uh, just your thoughts on these trades and if they have any impact on what the Sixers have. As what the Sixers will do, because there was a report that came out from Draft Express that said that the Sixers were in talks with the George Hill and Jeff T trade to the last minute. So, your thoughts on these two
0: trades? Yeah,
2: but. It, correct me if I'm wrong, and believe me, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but did, weren't the Sixers packaging uh, Nerlens for Jeff Teague? Uh, that's not really something I want to give up. Am I, I I read that right, right?
1: Yes, yes, correct, correct.
2: Okay, yeah. No, I don't want to give up Nerlens at all. I don't. It, you know, there's a trade situation. It's got Jaleel Okafor in it. I, I'm okay with that. Jaleel's a better scorer, but i got to go with a better defensive player. So, I mean – the whole Jeff Teague thing, if it means New Orleans Noel is still a Sixers, even for right now, I'm okay with that. I don't, you know, I think the one that affects the Sixers the most is, you know, Derrick Rose going to the, to the Knicks, and I just kind of think that that benefits the Sixers. I just don't think Rose has it anymore. He's injury rock for, like the past five years. It's
1: great. He's point. not
2: prime anymore. Like, he might not really – Probably won't ever get back to MVP status. I mean, I think that's the one that affects them the most, but I don't really think that affects them in a negative light. And as far as the fact of the six or being and the whole, like, Jeff T competition, if it means them keeping their own as Noel, then I'm okay with them not getting Jeff T. If they're going to make a deal for something and they're going to wheel and deal and try to, like, get their way still, like, early in the first round, then trade Jaleel Okafor. You know, I look at it this way Jaleel Okafor wasn't even the one that they wanted last year. LA just kind of swooped in and took the players they wanted to draft. And he's yeah. kind of been a pro. He's kind of been a problem off the court, in the clubhouse, and in his personal life. And you know, his his defense is really lacking. So you know, yeah, Nerlens Noel isn't going to get you the same offense that he gives you. But I'd rather go with a defensive player, especially because you're at a surplus of big men right now. And if they're going to draft Simmons, which unfortunately, you know, Adio and I agree on this, unfortunately that's the move if they're going to you know draft him and make room for him. Especially with Embiid being cleared to play, but I'd rather unload Okafor than than New Orleans. And also, as far as the Teague situation goes, I'm okay with them not being involved in that because I wouldn't have wanted to give up what they would have had to give up.
1: All right, deal, Your thoughts on what Angela said about both of these trades, and like you said, you don't want he you don't want to give Nerlens a well for a player like Jeff Teague. But this
0: is but it's obvious that the Sixers are in a market for a veteran point guard. Um. When Nerland's for Jeff Teague, I I 100% with Angela. Just no. (laughs) I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There are two guys in NBA history that have had 250 blocks and 250 steals within the first two years of being in the league full time. That list is David Robinson and Nerland's Noel. That's it. That's the list. So not trying to give up somebody that is that talented defensively. I will say that I'm somewhat interested in the Knicks with Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony not because not only because I'm wondering what will happen when they both realize that basketball is only played with one basketball on the court at any point in time but I'm interested in seeing how they build with this. I mean Robin Lopez I, I, I talked about this before with my brother, and I I asked him, you know what the nixiest thing would be in the history of Knicks basketball? You watch, you watch the Knicks go after Dwight Howard in free agency. That is happening. You watch that happen, and it will be the New York Knicksiest thing in the history of mankind. And it's going to be amazing to see that, to see that horrible <laughs> dumpster fire come in going to be amazing. I do want to touch on something with Angela, though. I was hopefully, I was probably going to, I'm probably spoiling this a little bit, but I am dipping my toe in the Ben Simmons water a little bit. I'm coming around slowly. I'm okay if Simmons is the pick. I'm not as vehement as I was months and months ago. I'm not 100% there, but I'm getting there. I'm warming myself up for this pick.
2: Well, yeah, I think we don't really have any other choice. I think it's apparent he's going to pick, and I think we both would love it if they pulled the switcheroo and, you know, picked Ingram, who we've both been on board with, but I don't see that happening. So, you know, I I mean. Hopefully, hopefully he ends up being the star they think he's gonna be because if he doesn't then it's just like all these years where all we wanted was the number one pick just go to hell in a handbasket.
0: Simmons was eating a cheesesteak on Jimmy Fallon last night. I'm 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 working up to it. I'm I'm getting there just give me just give me like another week. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Everybody saw that on Fallon
1: last night. Shout out to Quest Love with the Sixers Bowtie. So dope. It's yeah so dope. for real. It's so dope. <laughs> oh yeah. Representing, but we, got a, but we got a Boston Celtics guy on the podcast tonight. Alex is a Boston <laughs> Celtics guy. The Celtics seem like they hold like the key to like this to like the draft right now because they're trying to move number three really bad, and they're trying to get Jimmy Butler. They try to get Jabari and Chris Middleton. I mean, shoot, they're trying to get Nerlens or Okafor. I mean, Alex, what is going on up there with the Celtics? Do you think they move this pick?
4: Um, you know, here's, here's the way I see it. So, I mean, you know, it's not like this, this third overall pick is do or die for the Celtics because we have this, we can swap with the Nets next year and we have their unprotected pick in 2018 and the drafts are considerably better in 2017 and 2018. Um, so I think Danny has a lot of leverage at this point. Uh, he feels like he he can he can make the move. It's right for him, and if not, he can take a good player that's on the you know that, that fits our needs. Um, having said that, you know uh, I think I think Danny definitely wants to get something done. Though, I mean he's frantically making calls. We saw him last draft desperately try to get Justice Winslow, um, and that didn't work out. And uh, the Hornets ended up taking Kaminsky at that spot. So, you know do do with do what you will with that information but um i mean look i think i think now that teague is off the market and even george hill for that matter um who by the way just it's just a side piece of information i think he is going to be fantastic in utah i think that is a tremendous acquisition i think he he fits exactly what they want to do there but um, having having said that I think there is more pressure now on the Sixers to try and find a way to get another top 10 pick get Chris done and you know and maybe that drives them towards the Celtics maybe there's a deal to be had with New Orleans for example I think uh Anthony Davis needs another, a better big man partner than Omar Ashik but um you know we'll we'll see I, I think uh I, I think Danny really wants to move this pick, and there's a ton of options here. So it's going to it's gonna be a wild 24 hours in Boston because we have eight picks. This is going to be a wild,
1: wild day. I can already feel the wildness and the excitement about, about this move. And like you said, the Pelicans, you know, the Sixers can do something with the Pelicans, like ben Anthony Davis. I think uh, I wasn't well, giving them Davis enough, even though Davis probably put the team on his back. And ultimately, it cost, it cost him an injury. But you know, Kurt, I mean, just your thoughts on everything that's just been brought up right now between the two trades that happened today, the Celtics with the third pick trying to move it, and the Sixers, you know, trying to get involved to get that extra top eight pick to get a Chris done. I mean, what is your thoughts on all of this?
3: Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on, Jovan. Uh, you know. My personal opinion is I I agree. I think the Sixers should strike the iron while it's hot and move back up. But it is not for – in my opinion, it wouldn't be for Chris Dunn. As bad as he wants to play here, you know, he said his father is from Philadelphia. He grew up a Sixer fan. I mean, it's no it's no secret. The Sixers need shoot, shooters. We lacked scoring tremendously. A little-known fact, uh, the Sixers were actually – you know, they finished in the top ten in total team defense. But the problem was they couldn't score the basketball. So with that being said, you know, if Jamal Murray is still on the board, I I think him him or a buddy healed should be the pick over a Chris Dunn. Uh more so Jamal Murray. I mean, if you can get if you're confident you can get him to play, you know, the point guard position when Simmons isn't at the point guard position because it's you know, Brett Brown has said several times that he wants Simmons at the at the one uh jamal Murray to me is the besides uh besides buddy Hill. Jamal Murray is the best shooter in this draft if you look at look at his numbers in college they're just superb. uh his last i think it was twenty or so games the, the 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 guy shot i mean the guy scored over twenty plus points at a at a highly effective rate. I don't have that stat right in front of me. I had it earlier on the earlier podcast but Jamal Murray, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, are on the Chris Dunn train, and I think Chris Dunn will turn out to be a phenomenal NBA player. Uh, you know, if the Sixers were to tra- draft him, I would not be objective to it. But I feel like if you're gonna draft Simmons, I mean, his one glaring weakness is his his one glaring weakness is his shooting, and it's only because we haven't seen it. It's not like he, we're not, I'm not gonna go out on the limit that the guy can't shoot. We've just never seen him shoot. And why? Because he uses athletic ability to get to the basket, i.e., LeBron, i.e., Magic Johnson. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be them by any means, but I mean, we just all have to wait and see, you know, tomorrow. I mean, who's who's to say the Sixers at the last second could draft Brandon Ingram? At right now, it's what you're thinking, like you guys <laughs> said. Like you guys said, That's he was crazy. on Jimmy Fallon. He was on Jimmy Fallon eating a cheese stick. The guy walked out to the Sixers, uh, you know, anthem. Uh, so it's it's all but certain that Ben Simmons is going to be a Seventy Sixer. Uh, I was like I said, you know I have to agree with Angela in a deal. I was Team Ingram, but right around when we won the lottery and it was be it was a sure reality that we couldn't have a guy like Simmons. I really started to break down his game, and you know I really started to watch, go back and watch full games of LSU and not just watch games on you you know highlight or mixtapes on Draft Express or YouTube. You know I mean. The, it 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 the, the his game is a lot more deeper and a lot more fluid than people realize mhm
1: no, you make a great point you make a great point about Simmons, and that leads us right into the next point as you know sixers all is, just looks is coming forth circle the draft night all points signs all signs lead to the sixers taking Ben simmons uh my our guy Chris Haynes. Uh, reported it that Ben Simmons, you know, will be selected number one by the Sixers. This is all because Rich Paul, we all know, that's the favorite agent right there. Rich Paul.
0: Super easy. <laughs> He's not my favorite agent. Not, not my favorite agent. Uh, Jerry Maguire is my favorite agent. Jerry, Jerry Maguire yeah. is my favorite agent of all time. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Rich Paul, he, he made sure that he got a promise from the Sixers. That's why Simmons worked out. He got the promise from the Sixers that he'll be number one. So, hey, Simmons is all but seen to be the number one overall pick. But with that said, you know, what will the Sixers do after that? You know, will either Okafor and Noel get moved? And if they do, where are they going? And what type of lineup is going to work around Simmons? And I'm just going to go back in opposite order and just get off with Kurt again, you know. With Simmons coming into the fold, do you see either Okafor or Noel being moved tomorrow night?
3: I mean, I'm pretty much. I mean, it's a, being a Sixer fan and, and a follower of the NBA for the last couple of seasons. More in depthly, you have to expect the unexpected. I mean, we were all, I'm, you know, we were we were all shocked when Drew Holiday was created. We were all shocked oh, when God. we acquired Noel. Heart. We were all, you know, I mean. Uh, it, it was an absolute shock when <laughs> when we drafted Michael Carter Williams. I'm, I mean, the thing about he it tracks. is, that, do I do I honestly think I, I, I'm prepared to see both of them traded tomorrow? To be quite honest, not saying that that's going to happen, but I mean, why wouldn't it? Oh happen? my god! If you, if you look at if you look at <laughs> Brian Calendula, if you look at Brian Colangelo's track record, he has a habit of doing a lot. I'm not going to use the word damage. I'm going to say he has the the. He's been known to do a lot of work in the summer months. Unlike Hinky where he, he's unraveling, Brian Colangelo is more so putting pieces pieces to the puzzle in order. And I mean, as weird as this is going to sound I mean, I'm just gonna say it, I wouldn't be surprised if we shipped out Nurlands Noah and Julio Oklafort tomorrow. The, I mean oh it's, no it's no secret that it's no secret that the Sixers want to move back up into the top eight. I mean the top eight doesn't necessarily mean they're targeting one player. I saw, you know, I was on Twitter, and (laughs) through the grapevine, I saw the Sixers have seven or eight guys that they're targeting within the top ten. I mean, that tells you something right there. Also, you know, like, like Angela said earlier, Jaleel Okafor wasn't even the player they wanted last year. They just took the best available player, and he just turned out to be a heck of an offensive beast. Now he has a lot of you know, off the field I mean off the court issues and you know, he's he's a a turnstile on defense. But with that being said, I mean Nerlens Noel is actually garnering the more you know, the the higher the higher prize I'll say. But that doesn't mean the teams won't, you know, look to uh look to grab Jaleel Ogle for services. I mean five seconds into his first NBA game he commanded a double team.
0: That's true. That's true. He
1: did work against the Celtics in that game. I think that was the opening night game. He did work against the Celtics. That was the only bright spot of that game for the most part. <laughs> I, I want to get a deal's opinion because he was just, he was just, he was just in the background, just saying, "Oh my god,
0: oh my god, oh my god, god. oh my god." <laughs> Hang on, let me, let me, let me climb in off the ledge for a second. Hold on a second. All right, now that I have, now I have my footing again. Okay. All right. Let me collect my thoughts a little bit here. All right. I don't know. First of all, just, just no, okay? Like, trading Okafor first fine, <laughs> but I'm not trading both of them because that means I'm putting a lot of trust in the health of Joel Embiid, and I'm not ready to do that yet. After, like, 20 games, fine. But I'm not doing that when he is a complete and total unknown. Uh, as far as other people they're targeting in the top ten, this there's a report from CBS Sports, um, Annette Pan, Pandian. Uh, apparently the Suns have interest in Chris Dunn, too, and they are going as far as putting Eric Bledsoe on the trade block. So... Hmm. I'm not. I'm not convinced that Dunn will be there past four. If the Suns are ready to just throw Eric Bledsoe to the Wolves and subject him to further Woj bombs, then Phoenix might just like him just as much as we do. Which begs the question: What? What exactly is a Chris Dunn Brandon Knight? that court going to look like? I mean, it would be Chris Dunn, Devin Booker, obviously. But if they're putting Eric Bledsoe on the trade block, that says something to me.
3: Well, well, not well. How about this? Remember, remember when we uh, we drafted Joel and uh, was it the year we drafted Joel Embiid? Yeah, uh, remember when Hinky basically stranglehold had a stranglehold on the Orlando Magic and uh, drafted Alfred Tate. Because he knew Orlando was with that they were next and they wanted Tatum bad. So he he took the player they wanted and basically forced them into a trade to get back a first round pick that we traded for during the Doug Collins era. Now say I mean it's it's very apparent on Twitter right now that Chris Dunn wants to be a sixer according to Keith Pompey. What if the Celtics did that same you know, that same strategy and strangle held a player like Chris Dunn, who the Sixers are highly interested in, and you know they they kind of you know they kind of fish and try to get a trade out. Now Nerlens is from the Boston area, and I, I mean as, mu- as, as much as, as as much as it would pain me to see him in Boston green and to rock that shamrock, which I absolutely despise. Sorry, Alex, but you know he's an elite he's an elite shot blocker. He's a room protector. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. It's no secret that, that you know, that's the one thing that the Celtics are missing. I mean, whether it be Okafor or you can uh, do I think? I, I think, I mean, I'd much rather see Okafor, though. But, I mean, what, what it, is, is that how a deal gets done at three? Because if you look at this draft, between picks three and, picks, picks, between picks three and eight, it's just an absolute wild card. You really don't know who's going to go where. Mhm. See,
0: and this is and this is where I want to pose the question to Alex cuz he's up there in Celtic Lane and I'm just like, "But why are you guys why are you guys overthinking this? Like, I get <laughs> it. Maybe maybe you want Okafor. I get it. He's somebody that changes your offense. He gives you an option when you have to go to half-court sets, which is fine. Done. I accept that. But seriously, Get Danny Ainge on the phone. Tell him stop <laughs> overthinking this. Take <laughs> bloody heel three and just go. Okay, like it's not That's that hard. This is not I'm a difficult you, decision.
4: I'm I'm am telling you, okay. I it's the the rumors that I'm seeing coming out. Everything that Chad Ford is saying just just hurts my soul, man. He just it's just like all oh, I don't I have no desire to break. Chris Dunn is just wouldn't he's a good basketball player. I like him, but he wouldn't fit in our in our system right now. We have too many guards. Marquise Chris it would be a huge reach and I think he's gonna be a bust on top of that. And I just I
0: Because, because Marquise right Chris doesn't rebound <laughs> <laughs>
4: And he doesn't play defense, and I think he just... Or play defense. Be, yeah, I mean, look, I, we saw how that worked with James Young. I mean, that's the same kind of player, right? Except Young was a better shooter, and, and you know.
0: <laughs>
4: it's your, but, you know, Young hasn't, still hasn't learned how to play defense, and that's why he's not in a rotation. Nope. You know? So, I look, I am as as if I am Danny Ainge and I'm holding on to the pick, it's Buddy Heald or Jamal Murray. That's just how, you know, I, they need shooting, okay? And then if 100%. they want to one of their other assets to get a big man, or sign someone like Al Horford this offseason, I think that would work. Also, side note, we're talking about Eric Bledsoe, a really good trade partner for them, even though they don't have a ton of assets, the Chicago Bulls. I'm just saying,
0: could oh, be a man. really nice
4: fit for Bledsoe. That
1: would be nice. That's,
0: that would, that's, that's. That's quite a switch from uh, Derrick Rose, to Eric Bledsoe.
4: I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> you guys. So,
1: <laughs>
0: and, I, and I'm only saying I'm ACL. ACL. the other one doesn't have his ACLs. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, well, well, I mean, Eric Bledsoe and Derrick Rose have missed about the same amount of games in the last two years. So, I mean, it wouldn't be too much <laughs> of a stretch. Hey, yeah. I mean,
4: look, if the medical staff, if the medical staff in Chicago feels like they can clear Derrick Rose, they could probably clear Bledsoe as far as I'm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last thing I'll say about the number 3 pick, they still just keep the pick. They there should be three names on that list. Two if they're trying to like push into like a new thing or one more if they're trying to if, if they have a little bit of time, they want to wait a little bit, maybe like one or two more years. Buddy Heal, Jamal Murray, hands down, That's let's go. Let's just do it and just put him in the lineup and just go. Have him just shoot 30-footers like all night, whatever. Second option, oh, man, I like this year's International Man of Mystery. I am a Dragon Bender fan. I really am. And the thing about Bender is that he wouldn't have to step in right away. He can learn the game, get a little time in. But it just depends on where Boston's trying to go. Do they feel that they're ready and putting in Heel or Murray would kind of push them into, like, the top four spot in the East? Or would they prefer to massage a player like Bender and maybe he becomes that half-court stretch four kind of dude that they're looking for to pair with? I don't, I don't. Or do they, you guys, you guys still have Bob Mello, right? I can't remember.
4: Oh no, he's long gone. That was a disaster. Oh, thank Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh man, that is a that is a dark time in our in our history. I'm, but, I'm
0: sorry. I, I didn't I didn't mean to open that scab. again. <laughs> i apologize. No, but uh, I
4: think I think that the mystery candidate for that third pick could be Jalen Brown because I was just going to Evan Turner might walk in free agency because someone is going to grandfather an offer for Evan Turner, which is going to be hilarious, but it's... it's Who would
2: really want Kermit the Frog? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know... And, well, and he sounds and he like Kermit so I never hear him speak. He sounds like Kermit that's the Frog. So I'm not really being does, that does. vicious with that. Oh my <laughs> God, you are vicious. It's but, not but that vicious. But, he sounds like Kermit the Frog when he talks. Come on, man. I can't be the only one that's ever heard that.
4: No, no, hey, no. Oh my God!
2: I'm gonna side with
4: Angela here. I, 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 he does. But having said that, so if he walks, there's a gaping hole there, I think Jalen Brown is an excellent candidate to fill it. I, and you know, and it's we're not in a position where we're we're not drafting as the third worst team in the NBA. We're drafting as a team that happens to have the third overall picks. So I feel like sure. he is more important than best player available, which is why, even though I like Bender, I don't think he goes
1: to us at three. Thank you, Billy King, for blessing us for your, miss, for your mishandling of the trade. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, Boston, Boston, <laughs> Boston just happens to be the team that was able to ransack the cupboard of Billy King. Which you know, it's it happened many times in the last decade. <laughs> I mean, the Sixers
1: did that to the Kings. I mean, shoot, I mean they own they own them. I'm just saying, they owned them for a couple of years, and they own him. They own they own the Lakers. So I mean, everybody owns somebody in the NBA. It seems like it. Like Alex said, you know, Jalen Brown could be a great fit because he got to remember, and I don't think a lot of people remember this. Like you said, James Young has struggled. James Young has seen a lot of trips to Maine obviously, for the D-League. But they have so much young talent there. Terry Rozier, R.J. Hunter, Jordan Mickey, just add Jalen Brown there. I mean, that team is going to be ready for, like, a long time. Like, their whole second unit can just be all those young guys. So, uh, there's a lot of great things happening there with the Celtics. But as we go into overtime here on the podcast, you know, we got to look at the rest of the first round. You know, who are going to be some surprising picks in the first round? We're going to be some sweepers that we should watch out for. We didn't hear Angela for a while, so we're going to go to Angela with this. Who are some
2: people that
1: we should be looking out for? or Who should the Sixers go to target at twenty-four and twenty-six? Because there's a lot of talk of they should probably they don't get done. They should go for point guard and Tyler Ulis, or they should go get the or should go get the hometown guy in uh, DeAndre Brimbury from St. Joe's at twenty-six.
2: Um, I don't know as far as twenty-four goes, I I think if they're looking out for a point guard, I I like Demetrius Jackson. Mm-mm. I mean you gotta think you gotta think about what's left when you're at the end of the first round and I think he's just a really good value pick at that point. Agree and with you. I, I I like his skill set. I mean it's not an optimum skill set, it's not like top tier quality, which is why he'll still be around. It. Pick number twenty four, but I mean if you're looking for a point guard that late in the first round based on what's available, I think he'd be a pretty good selection.
4: I got I, I like his like value pick my 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 guy that i am just super high on is Demantis Sabonis from Gonzaga i think he is going to be the steal of the draft you can quote me on that Colton are
0: you, are you having are you are you having are you having drinks on the uh, Demantis Sabonis um hype train with me um, are you in the bar I, car um, I, i've been in I, the bar car for like 2 months I,
4: I am in front of the train. I am running in front of the train. This guy is going to be legit. He has a great work ethic, he, great motor, and I think he is going to be a legit big man in this league.
1: I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm I self- like both of picks I I so far. Celtics take him at sixteen,
4: but I'm, I'm he might not make it there. I'm selfish. But <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I like there's been reports going to Toronto.
0: I love Sabonis, yeah. but I just don't know if he's going to fall that far. Um, yeah, more, if the I Sixers don't, don't if the Sixers don't nab him at, uh, if the Celtics don't nab him at 16, I got him. If he doesn't go higher than that, I got him going to Memphis.
4: Now, see, I I heard uh, that's a that's a good fit, but I heard that they may have promised Malachi Richardson a, a draft spot there. Oh man. <laughs> also, yeah, not, also,
0: oh, also, not a bad idea because Memphis needs wings. Yeah,
4: and they've they've kind of swung and missed on their past draft picks. Like Jarrell Martin and Jordan Adams aren't exactly tearing up the league, so. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No. Vince Carter still. Stokes. <laughs> and Vince Carter was still playing 30 minutes a game last time I checked. Like, all right, you guys got to yeah. do something about that. Come on. <laughs> Can't forget Lance Stevenson, too. Can't forget Lance. Yeah. Lance oh,
1: was, boy. Lance was there lurking. Lance was there lurking. And Jarnell Stokes was oh. the D League MVP this year. So I'll take that for what it is, for what it worth.
3: Good point. Good point. <laughs>
1: Dio and Kurt, who are you two guys? You know sleepers or value picks? Angela says Demetrius Jackson, which is a good one. It's a bonus. Alex goes.
0: Who do you guys think? I'll defer to Kurt first because I haven't I haven't heard his voice in a little bit.
3: <laughs> one guy I'm looking at mid to late first rounds. It's a foreign guy. I'm 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 really feeling Timothy Luawa. And the mm-hmm. reason being, I mean, I, I see a lot of, uh, I see a lot of pages, like pages, Stavro, Stabo Alosha type. I, I I just feel like he'll be a good player. Um, also, it's not really, I mean, a lot of people are high on him, but DeAndre Brimbrey. And I feel like if the Sixers don't move one of those late round picks and he's there, I would strongly consider bringing a guy like him, you know, on this roster. He's, uh, you know, his shooting is questionable at times, but he's he's one of those guys where he has a really good basketball IQ. Uh, He's a Mm -hmm. uh, – Jovano get a kick out of this. He's a Mary Klein Classic alumni. We got the privilege to watch (laughs) him play. (laughs) Got the privilege to watch him play a couple of years ago before he was actually in the true. You know, so I, don't, I know I follow the kid ever since, and you know he 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 just makes plays. He's always around the ball. Uh, I've always been a fan of his game since I saw him play. You know, when you when you see when you can see a guy play in person, it's a well, you get to appreciate his his craft a lot more than watching him on TV. So Bembry is a guy. Uh, I think Angela brought up Demetrius Jackson. I've been high on him since the start of the season, and you know. I was, I was, I was between him and Melo Trimble were like my two favorite point guards going on later round. Uh, if Demetrius, you know, if Demetrius Jackson is there, I'm interested to see where he goes. And to be quite honest, I don't know why, but the idea of Thon Maker going to the San Antonio Spurs or the Golden State Warriors and just <laughs> really coming oh into his God. own, just really coming into <laughs> his own three or four, maybe five years from now is just very, very interesting to me. Because he's a long-term project. But I, I just feel like one of those playoff teams who can afford to, like, let's just be serious, they can afford to waste a pick or two. I, I'm just mm-hmm. so – and I'm just really intrigued by that. Like, Because, you know, I'm, for one, I I just think Thon Maker will be an absolute scrub, I'm not going to lie. But sometimes players are victims of where they're drafted. So maybe yeah, one of those te- – you know, maybe if one of those teams can get a hold of Thon, you know – Train him up right, put him in the D League for a couple of seasons, and you know maybe he can be that Jeremy Lin, Hassan Whiteside guy that comes into comes out of nowhere into the league and just becomes like. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be like Kevin Durant or anything like that, but you know, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I, it's more so I'm going to see who's going to take a chance on this kid if he goes in the first round at all.
0: Uh. Picks 28 through 30, Phoenix, San Antonio, Golden State, one of those teams would – there are worse things you can do with those picks in the first round than Son make. There are way worse picks that you can make. So Son <laughs> with either of those picks, that's fine. I, I like that for either of those teams, especially maybe and, Phoenix. Uh-huh. Because you figure Phoenix can stash him along with – all of the other draft picks that they have in the first round, and I mean yeah. they can wait on Son a little bit. Um, one person that I'm looking at, it's not really a surprise, but because it, because he's falling, um, Denzel Valentine, the he, best
3: player in the draft besides Ben Simmons, well, not Pickleup, but not he is
0: he is falling because he reportedly has Brandon Roy disease. So so you're taking a chance because you don't know when his knees are going to 100% degenerate, but for those three or four years that you have him, Denzel Valentine is going to be special. So let's say, like, he keeps falling, he keeps falling, and either we can get him with 24 or 26, or if we pass on him both times, which I doubt, um, Can you see the Clippers taking a shot at him with 25? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like DeAndre Bembry. I do like Demetrius Jackson. Uh, Malachi, I'm a little lukewarm on. Um, The only other name in the later round that I'm thinking of, and I don't know if he's going to fall that far, because I think he's going to – he's slated to go in the 12 to 18 range. Um, Furkan Korkmaz he's real he's ah yes he's a little bit of a noodle but i feel like when he when he gets the nba strength and conditioning regiment you're going to see his body start to fill up a little bit and he could he's basically he's a smoother he's a smooth point guard a uh, smooth shooting guard he can play the 3 if you and really need him to and he's just got a nice little stroke he can. He's the kind of guy that can. I know watching YouTube, whatever. But he's the kind of dude that can win a three-point shootout and a slam dunk contest in the same year. And if he gets some weight on, Firk and could be a really nice pick for somebody if he falls to the early late to the early mid twenties.
1: I like it. I like all of those selections. Yes, Furkan, Korkmaz, not
0: Furkan Aldemir. Two and, different dudes. And, and like to point out, who was his teammate? Ed Andalu Efis, Mr. Darryl Dario Sarch. Hey, okay. the proof is in the pudding.
1: If he comes over, then Dario's going to come over. It just works like that. Um, my guy, that I'm, let me add my guy. The guy I'm. Looking for who I think is going to be really good. And I read his story today, so it might be a little biased. But I think Torian, I think Torian Prince is going to be a good player, whoever can snatch him up in the late rounds, especially mm-hmm. his jump shots. His offense got to get there, but he's he, he can play defense. I think he can be, when he comes into his own and he keeps on working at it, like it's like that Coach Scott Drew said, he's, going to be, he's a late bloomer. He started out late, but now he's reaching his potential. I think he can be a 3 and D guy. And the more the, like a Demari Carroll or something of that nature. I really like what he brings and the Sixers, if he's there at twenty four or twenty six for the Sixers, I would love that. Or even at twenty five to the Clippers. God knows they need some help on that bench. And some yeast. Or twenty three to the Celtics. Yell. Yeah. Or
0: twenty three <laughs> to the Celtics, yeah. I like it <laughs> like, a lot.
4: Yeah.
1: Shame they fell to Yell in the first round. That hurt my heart. Oh God! I only want I I to go back to that. that back to that yeah, that's all right. well, that's time. That's alright We already
4: know. We already know. Torian Prince looks good in green.
3: That's Okay. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> nobody looks good in green. Not
0: true. Unless
3: his eagle. Unless is midnight green.
0: Not not true. <laughs> not true. Not true. Not true. That damn Lucky Charms leprechaun gets me every damn time when I go to the grocery store. They're
2: every damn time. Every, <laughs> damn time. every damn time. That's
0: what uh, I think
1: that's where we're going to wrap it up there. We're going to wrap it up talking about Lucky Charms. I told you. You told us where it's on a podcast
2: where anything and everything Why does everyone said? always laugh when I say that? They are actually Lucky Charms. <laughs> I had a very Irish neighbor when I was growing up, so I perfected my brug at a young age. I had to throw it out there. You brought up the Lucky Charms Leprechaun, and you teed me up for it.
0: Listen, man, I know you.
1: (laughs) All right, that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast. Thanks again for everybody for tuning in, and we'll be tuning in to draft tomorrow. Make sure if you need any kind of draft coverage, you can check it out. On Total Follow me on Twitter at Joe Vine 10 Follow Total Live on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Like the Facebook page. Check out TotalSportsLive.com. Again, like I said, follow a DO Royster on Twitter at a D O B Royster. Follow Angela on Twitter at Ant Follow Alex on Twitter at Alex M McKeon on Twitter. And follow Kurt on Twitter at C Jenkins76WS and check out his all his great latest work regarding the six series on NBA Full Court Press Radio. Check that out. All Kurt stuff on there as well. But for all of us, everybody have a great night. And when we wake up tomorrow, the morning, who knows? There might be some more wise bombs happening. But we'll 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 see we'll get there when we get there. Everybody have a great night and enjoy the draft tomorrow night.
3: Bye everyone. Ben Simmons for president.
2: But
0: do not <laughs> trade New Orleans.
2: No, no New Orleans trade please. Trade New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> What? No. <laughs>